This is past the Intentional grounding. Offense number seven. The ten yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. <laughs> and uh, so the documentary focuses on that. It focuses on Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant, legendary head coach. He was the head coach that brought the first black players onto the team. So the whole documentary is like celebrating Bear Bryant. They're like, fucking way to go, Bear. You did it. What a hero. And then you find out it was 1971. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, a little late for high fives on this one, fellas. Holy shit, 71? Like we had been to the moon. <laughs> there were literally people on the moon before Alabama had black guys in their secondary. These chicks don't even know the name of my band. <laughs> Recording live from three, count them three locations, this is Pass the Rock. I'm Patrick, and as always, I'm joined by two great men, Jacob, a.k.a. Bethke. I didn't do any great man history, so I don't have any weird, awkward segues to throw at you. And Caesar, a.k.a. LC's. What a dude! I I got nothing. I got no no witty quips for great men, as well. That's all right. We've got a we've got a full plate today, anyways. So we can uh, we can kick it right off uh, with Caesar and what's going on in the NFL this week. Someone want to pass me the rock? Maybe. Yeah. Let me. This man is dislodging a ball from his ass. Right from his oh, he's got it in the glove. Oh shit! This Don't let it deal. slip. Oh, fast oh. pitch. See that? I got hate. Anyway, gentlemen, was that Deshaun uh, Jackson? Did you cross the goal line? Uh, that was a great Monday Night Football game, but no. Uh, right. <laughs> what did do you have a sound clip of me? It's it's surprising that you can find at least two quarterbacks who have worn the number four have dick pics out on the internet. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my only regret with that clip is that I didn't mention that they're both from Mississippi or went to Mississippi for school. Smart. We got it now, though. Good job. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well... I'm glad that we started off on a nice uh, comedic note, however. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to bring yeah. the mood down. Uh, I wanted to take this time, uh, since this is the football part of the show, to acknowledge uh, what happened during the Pats-Fins game. Uh, a fan was, uh, from all reports, he was hit in the head. Uh, it was, I'm not, I don't have his name right in front of me. Uh, but it was Dale Stadium. Uh, Dale Mooney, that's his name. There you go. So, unfortunately, Dale Mooney got into an altercation, was struck in the head, and uh, passed away in the hospital after the game. Or, yeah, sometime, yeah, sometime after the game uh, on Sunday night. And, uh, yeah, it's just shit like this shouldn't happen in football games, right? Like, you, you go in there, you want to root for your team, you see the opposing team fans. Yeah, it's great to talk shit and, you know, just enjoy some banter but like at no point should you ever really get into these situations because like bro you're going you're going with your family your friends you just want to enjoy your favorite team play right in front of you 
nobody should have to go to a football game and witness somebody they love get assaulted and then lose their life over it. So I want to condemn everything that happened in that game. Uh, I know that nobody here wants to see that happen. Um, we always talk about, you know, jokingly, it's like, oh, you know, we had a conversation. It's like, oh, I hope our, our buddy who's at the game gets in a fight with a Jets fan. Right? But that's kind of like a bit, a shtick. And you, because you really don't want that to happen to anybody, right? Because you just never know what the consequences of those actions are going to be. So, uh, rest in peace to that guy. Uh, and, you know, hopefully his family and um, friends can, you know, find peace after this. Uh, and yeah, there's no real smooth transition after this. So, we're just going to keep on trucking, trucking, guys. And uh, we got to acknowledge some, some heavy, heavy news for Dallas Cowboys fans everywhere. Bethke, I know this hit, this wasn't a hit you like a like a truck earlier today, but you found out about your boy Trayvon Diggs blowing out his ACL during practice. That shocked me. I, it was it was really uh, it caught me off guard, and I'm not even like a fan of the guy, uh, and obviously not the team, but just in general, I'm like, oh man, that's an, that's unfortunate because he's one of the more exciting players in the league, especially whenever he does uh, you know make plays on the ball. The guy's always a threat to just, you know, be a ball hawk that, the, that this team has certainly needed in the past. And now in the present, he is one of those defensive leaders. So just as a Cowboys fan, like, how are you feeling right now knowing that Trayvon Diggs is no no longer playing for the rest of the season? With the uh, well, that sucks for sure. It did not hit me nearly as hard as the second injury you're going to talk about, even though that even happened to my own player. That was just, I literally witnessed that one. So that was a much different visceral reaction that we'll get to. Trayvon Diggs is more of like a, you know, we get a tweet that says this isn't good. He's on crutches. Then I hear prayers up from the quarterback and I'm like, Oh, well, fuck. I'm not even, I'm not even going to stay around for the MRI. I just got the MRI dues right there. Um, So that was not awesome. Uh, this is why football is number two, right here. We, we we're not we're not seeing injuries the same way. I don't care what anyone says. The war of attrition is just a nasty game, and I and I I'm only being like half facetious there. Football, just as a fan, it sucks because you're like, this is perfect. We've done everything, and then it's just like, haha, bitch. This game's physical, yep. violent, and anything could happen. Even non-contact injuries. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what happened. It was a non-contact drill, and I guess he just came down wrong, and that thing just popped out of place. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I really, I hurt more for him a, than anything. It's a one-on-one drill. That's what they said. Yeah. So, and then I saw Ben DiNucci, the famous Ben DiNucci tweet. Why do we even do that? So that was very interesting timing for him. Um, yeah. for others to explore, uh, not for us necessarily, well, because. That's how you get good. You get time on the field, Ben. I, I'm yeah. Honestly, <laughs> maybe you're right. I don't, I'm not a football guy. I, I can't tell you why they do it. Don't I'm do just that a kind dick. of shit. Um, but I will say that it is sad to see that happen. Um, because on an individual level, I feel really bad for Diggs because obviously now he's gonna have to go forward with the contract that's heavy on him. Cowboy fans will get real fucking like. I mean, um, I would at least say for at least in his for his sake, he signed it before he got hurt. Yes, yeah, yes, but good. I mean, I mean, now he's gonna I mean, have I know, to come I know, back and, I know, and handle that but... part. You know what I mean? <laughs> now it's gonna be if he doesn't, if he's slow to perform next year, 
it's just going to be annoying on top of annoying kind of stuff. So I, yeah. I feel for him in that regard. For sure. Um, yeah. And even with like the medical advances, when it comes to ACL surgeries, you just never know when, a, if a guy is going to come back the same, like some people absolutely do. You look at like the most famous example, Adrian Peterson comes back quick. looks like he didn't never lost a step. You look at somebody like Carson Wentz, he has an ACL injury. Absolutely. looks like a different quarterback from the year where he was, Probably a level of professionality that I think we could establish is different between those two guys. Say what you want about Adrian Peterson. I have a feeling that maybe he was pretty good about being a pro athlete. Yeah, uh, that's literally all he knew how to do. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, based on Um, some some, some evidence. But honestly, the Cowboys... I would put in the the caveat there, though, that cornerback isn't... Cornerback's a tough position when you lose a fraction of a fraction of a step. So that's a a scary one to come back from. Yeah, and and so that there will be a lot to to anticipate with the injury and how he recovers. Um, on the interim, the Cowboys are not in the worst position you could be considering a season-ending injury to a starter. Yeah. I will say it does feel like the top end of what this team could do maybe took a slight hit because it's just real special. What we kind of already got a sneak preview at with both of those guys. Not not that they were perfect. But both of those guys together was a really nice combination, and and that was that might have ended up being something that uh, Dan Quinn could have used against anybody, right? Is to have two guys. Yeah, it felt like a a true one A one B. Yeah, and so that could have been something that really, and then you pair that with all the depth we already had. You know, obviously there was no way that we were going to get through all of this healthy, but um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just send Mike at the quarterback, and game's <laughs> and- over. So. Yeah. And just for those who need the context of who Bethke's talking about, it's Stephon Gilmore on the opposite end of Trayvon Diggs. Former Patriots. Yeah, great. Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland will be really exciting to see him take a bigger responsibility because he's a talented guy that we kind of stole out of nowhere. Um, the Wanya Thomas guy, he was, he's was he been fucking amazing since coming out of nowhere, basically. Um, a lot of different safeties that could also sort of help us in that world, like Israel uh, Mukamara, maybe not pronouncing that last name right, but... He can kind of be a flex position guy. I don't know enough about all those corners to know like who's who's more of a slot corner, who's more of an outside so guy. To don't play we Swift got little baby Jordan doing. Lewis now coming back. Okay, so little baby Jordan Lewis, I believe, is going to be the slot guy, and then they're going to move Bland into the other spot. Yeah, right? that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot better than the the, the Eagles cornerback situation. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. I think the the secondary is great, and the the team deserves a lot of credit for paying him and for having the depth of the position because that's kind of the two things that the Cowboys seem to screw up a lot recently. Um, but I am a little more worried about the the possible center news more than anything because of lack of depth there. Yeah. But we don't have to get into that. We don't even know what that is yet. Yeah, and I wanted to hold off hamstring. on that until we. Yeah. Oh, is even that if it's just yeah, a Marshall? But there's no, with, like, yeah. Like yeah. And Zach Martin <laughs> hasn't practiced all week either. Yeah, well, that's 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 one of those things I Zach mean, he's Martin old, can get away so... with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. It's like the Rumble like Wednesdays, I think, out. right? That was, uh, that was his day off, essentially. He, he basically got a, yeah, I'm not sure a lot of days off in practice. Close. Yeah. But you're... So, I just remember during the, like, the later stages of Tony Romo's career, he had, like, built-in days off to, you know, preserve him because... You never know when you never knew when his back was going to give out. Yeah, I love Tony, but I I think Tony had a couple of those days off for other reasons too. Fair. <laughs> well, we'll never know. For the man sure. liked the golf, it's fine. 
he had the owner's ear. He could do whatever he want for a minute there. So well, he also was part of the Dallas Mavericks, so he had basketball to practice. Exactly. Yeah. He had to help Dirk win a title. Yeah. Unfortunately, it never happened. Was he? It was it oh nine the year he did he did that? I think it was. No, Wait, no, I think it was later. Romo, in his Romo did that in sixteen. Yeah. Romo did that in twenty sixteen. Yeah, like I think that was last year on the, the way out. Yeah. Yeah, that makes way more sense. You're right. Yeah, he, can't, he was always on the bench. That the whole I thought like, hey, just throw him in there for the last ten seconds of a game. No, I Mark, bet, Mark tried. I, I, yeah, I bet the NBA shut that down. Yeah, Mark tried. Yeah, I, he is. He is confirmed that he tried to. He Which did try. That. I can. I'm. I'm happy they did. If it was a G League game, maybe, but it's probably better if so, they didn't do it there either. This All is Star where, game. Go for it. All right, I'm gonna go on one little nerd tangent because I have to. My go. Go for it. My go. My hero, Ahmad Rashad. The only in Minnesota, former Minnesota Viking, one of the only only people who is not an NBA player who's gotten to play an NBA game because in the 80s or 90s, whenever he did it, people didn't care. He was doing a feature on Charles Barkley for the Sixers for inside stuff, and they let him play a little bit for a preseason game, I believe. Okay, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that makes sense. Preseason makes sense. So yeah. we had like Will Ferrell do that for baseball, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <clears throat> Which that has to be one of the more impressive celebrity. Endeavors and in, in, in sports because what I, I mean, like a bunch also, of games in one day, right? Yeah, he was filming it for a show and stuff. It was yeah, yeah, but just to like show up in the stadium, go finish your spot, go to another stadium on another a side of the country. Work, yeah, yeah, that was that's commitment right there. But uh, yeah, let's uh roll along with the injury news. As I alluded to earlier, the Eagles lost uh, Avante Maddox to a. Uh, torn peck so he will be out either for the full season ah. or a majority of the season it hasn't been fully confirmed i think but he did get added to the ir recently i think i would be better for life if i tore a peck <laughs> yeah i would, I would definitely be bitching and moaning about it like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a, that man can't even so play much. video games right you right need, you can't yeah, you no, can't move you your can't arms <laughs> you know even I, one's gonna move the other a little bit uh, yeah, it's uh, that's got to be a rough one. So Avante Maddox has been added to the IR, and that's going to devastate the Eagles' already thin depth at corner. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, in terms of their cornerback depth, it was top heavy, right? You had Avante Maddox in the slot. You had James Bradbury, Darius Slay on the other side, and then you had a bunch of undrafted free agents as their backups. So. The immediate slot replacement is a guy named Mario Goodrich, who was undrafted out of Clemson. But from what I've seen from Eagles beat writer, yeah. And here's the thing: the the backup uh, outside corner, uh, Josh Job, out of Alabama. So they're you got to take value plays. That's a great call because honestly, if uh, if Biotis can't go, it'll be that TJ Bass kid who was like a top first. First two round guy last year graded ended up not getting drafted at all. Hopefully not for practice squad. Reasons. Huh? He was he on the practice squad. It's either it's either for Bass, injury reasons they or for put him on the active you know, squad. Red flags. Yeah, it's Bass. either he had red flags uh, medically or as off field. But well, that's um, really big though. That's what I mean. Like that's where I think they're getting lucky with some of these guys. We've been going to HBCUs. We've been fucking raiding the place. You get these undrafted guys. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always like a lot of tickets in in that pool, especially if it's a kid from a big school. It just feels like there's something wrong with the NFL scouting world as a whole, 
that there's that big of a gap where there's a shit ton of teams just getting it that wrong that consistently where you can really eat if you do I mean, your homework. It feels like there's certain teams that are really it's getting tough it. because some of it, yeah, some <clears> of it's <throat> based on how well did colleges recruit and develop, yeah, as to who you're exposed to, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, you're just, that's that's a big part. It's obviously easier to see an Alabama game every week than it is to see. Even well, nowadays you could probably see everything pretty quickly if you wanted to. But how do you watch? There's so many games. It's um, also like how how expansive is your scouting department? Like, is Jerry allowed to spend as much money? Is um, I I know his name. He's a charitable dude, Philadelphia guy. Oh, Jeffrey Lurie. Lurie, yeah, that dude. Is I would he, think. Is he spending think, yeah. money on it? You know, if that's maybe that's the difference. Oh, these teams. I would say they're definitely that. allowed to, but whether or not they do. Yeah, I guess you like, like you can spend whatever you want, like, coach. <laughs> yeah. If Jerry wanted to, he could get. Jerry wants to, he could bring in Bill Belichick to be just uh, like a linebacker coach for a billion dollars a year. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, it's it's not happening. No one, no one's doing that. Uh, But yeah, the the Eagles' entire strategy now, I think, over the last couple of years, has been just throw darts at the SEC dartboard for anybody who plays in the South. If they play for a big school in the South, give them a shot. That's why they've invested the in Georgia players. They're investing the in are there. Yeah, uh, the tackling is not depending on what league. Yeah, dependent. So, yeah, right now the the Eagles' well, now the strategy might is... be throw Josh Job on the outside, an unproven, uh, undrafted corner out of Alabama, and then throw James Bradbury inside, who doesn't have a whole ton of experience in the nickel. So. Uh, the Eagles' defense is going to be really. Uh, Isn't Job really another strong. name for God? And like no, someone's. No, is he just a character. In Job's one of the... a book in the Bible. God and the devil have a bet uh, about whether or not Job will denounce his belief in God. So God just pretty much lets the devil fuck with him and kill everyone he knows and loves. Yeah, uh, makes him just super to, miserable. Just to prove to him that he won't ever give up. Yeah, it's an interesting read. It's one of my what? favorites. It's one of my favorite reads in the Bible. It's actually one of the better stories in there. There's actually a the play about it. Metal. Holy shit! The Book of Job is that what it is? Book of Job. Yep. Oh, they made yeah. a, they made a play in fucking Old Testament's <clears> crazy. <throat> yeah, I've always heard people talk about Old Testament Christians and shit like that. There's a there was like There's a, a whole book that gives you instructions on like how to properly sacrifice animals at the altar. It's awesome. It's not the whole book. It's a certain. You know what cracks me up is that you guys are explaining this to a white kid from Waco, Texas, that legitimately doesn't have any fucking clue about religion. I don't know how I grew up under the Baptist sky and just completely was oblivious to all of it. But well, I don't think that they're too focused on a lot of what it says in there. <laughs> That's I don't know. I don't even know, dude. I just always they were always just like yelling at me to go to church, and I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna watch football. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. I used to like going to church. No, honestly, that's a really I, I should. I got into a world history or world religions class, which is funny because I learned about every other religion except for Christianity, right? right? <laughs> so yeah. The one they assumed was shoved down your throat. Right. Yeah, Jesus exactly. Santa Claus exactly. and Coca-Cola. Exactly. So that's religious minute. Yep. And you know, there's been a lot of prayers up recently for uh, a guy who Holy shit! Had one of the worst injuries I've ever seen mm-hmm. on a football field. Let's just get it. Let's just get to it. Nick Chubb, man. Nick Chubb. Should we pull up that the video? That was one of the most gnarly. Oh man! I mean, 
That's your that's your call. I I probably I'm not, I'm not going to. We didn't even do that on the broadcast, bro. We would be no. Yeah. And I I saw I, the video. I'll, probably, from... I'll try to see if I can. I don't know what it what it'll sound like, but if you, I'll try to get the audio from the the game the itself, game? the broadcast, where you, you can it? hear in the background oh, no. when the fans oh, see the highlight. Oh, okay. All the opposing fans, the Pittsburgh fans, are like, you just all of them just go. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were chanting his name, bro. Like they, you, you know that that injury is super serious. Whenever like the, the the opposing team's Sorry. fan base is yeah, like, oh bad. no, let's uh, let's uh, yeah, show this guy some respect. When football fans show and respect, the to Steelers of uh, like not yeah. they're not the worst, but they're definitely not the best. So no, they're somewhere like in the middle. no. I knew it was bad because the fucking the way he looked at his dude, right? He was sitting there, he was on the ground, and this guy was like, "I'm gonna pick you up," and he was just like, "Nope, nope, don't touch oh, this." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, this oh. is over. This is not good." Yeah, but uh, to be exact, on terms of Ugh. everything that he uh. He tore. I think he tore basically his entire knee, and then there was like, uh, mm-hmm. there was. I mean, it looked. It looks like the damage, entire thing is, is really disconnected. It looks like a Mortal Kombat fucking clip, bro. Like it literally looks like he got as close to like amputated as they can get with the skin still on. Like yeah, yeah. like no joke. They had to rush him to hospital as a medical emergency, right? Isn't there like a yeah. severe leg yeah, trauma you thing? You can... Didn't the football oh, player almost die of... not that long ago from something similar? Oh yeah, uh, I think right. it was. I think punctured long oh, Alex from a rib, that, right? Yeah. No, there was a there was, was one that, that there was, was like was a, a broken compact there was a leg fracture that almost killed somebody. That was it was wild because I was like that's some fucking that probably was Alex Smith, right? Shit, wasn't so. it? Well it did happen to him, but that was the surgery thing. There was a, a tight end I'm pretty sure that it happened. Huh. That um, like maybe the Bears, I feel like. I don't know. <clears throat> My memory sucks. I'll find it. I'll it find gave it. me this we'll much on. but not that much more. I feel like yeah, I'm right. Uh, Tied in for the Bears. Yeah, let, let let us know whenever you find it. Uh, but just to continue on with this, yeah, this was uh a really scary in- bro. The, when I saw it, I physically cringed. I was um, cause I was I was at work. I we had the game on, and I look mm. up, and then it just, oh, that looked that looked kind of gnarly. And then immediately, you know, you go on Twitter or the app formerly known as Twitter, and then you see all the. You see the actual angle in slow mo, and you're, oh, fuck. That, yeah. That's, those were the first words that I had when I, when I saw that. It's a very, uh, very unfortunate that that happened to Nick Chubb. Um, the guy's one of the best running backs in the league. He's one of the more fun players to watch play, and it's just like, damn, man. Like, you you don't ever want to see that happen to anybody. Uh. Or for the most part, right? It, so I'm sure Nobody. I've seen some tweets where it's like, "Oh, it happened to the wrong Browns player," which you know, take that for what you will. No, no, uh, that man is getting his karma slow and sweet, just like he deserves. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, dude, th- not to sidetrack us off of this, but like, I don't think I've ever seen. For those of you who unfortunately watched Cleveland versus Pittsburgh, which was just an atrocious game, like it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, not as bad as the six to nothing Cowboys win over the Eagles when they when they were like playing Nate Sudfeld and uh, I don't know who who else was playing in that game, but it was just like the most meaningless game. But in this game, there's just two bad quarterbacks. One just so happens to have a fully guaranteed contract worth over two hundred thirty million dollars, 
Bro, have y'all ever in your entire life seen a professional NFL quarterback get not one, but two face mask penalties called on him? He's the one who committed that penalty. Not two. Not three. Look, the man clearly doesn't understand what he can and cannot do with his hands. We need something for that. That's a sick bird right there. Just let that shit be there. Um, Oh, man. Oh, that's... (laughs) You didn't fix that. You didn't fix that. Why haven't you fixed that? That was supposed to say... Well, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter because it won't play. No one will... No one will know that those are being played right now, so... Uh, it's just going to sound weird. It's just going to be oh, weird cut-out silence. <laughs> it'll, just make, oh. it'll just make it more difficult when I have to cut that little bit out of the video and the audio and try to get it back to syncing. <laughs> <laughs> you should just put, like, a sensor or something to make it sound like it was... Yeah, just make it sound like we're putting obscenities as our... <laughs> 100%. But, yeah, no, that one was... that. Uh, let me circle back yeah, on that the, guy the leg has been bad. I've quick. seen multiple people try to defend him, saying, "Oh, you know, it's uh, he has a bad line or bad weapons." I'm like, "No, the guy just sucks," and it's what he gets. And it's like slowly crumbling around him. He's coming to. Ter- I hope he comes to terms. Like one day, just realize, "Wow, I'm just garbage," in more ways than one. Uh, but yeah, I think that's enough of talking about these injuries. Uh, prayers up to these guys. Hope wishing them a speedy recovery. Uh, because the NFL is better with these guys. Uh, when they're healthy and playing. Uh, let me let me wrap up injury talk with. So it was Alex Smith. He had a compound fracture where the bone pierced the skin. <clears throat> uh, days after the injury, his leg turned black. He got a fever. Uh, it turned out he had the necrotizing fasciitis, the flesh-eating bacteria. In his leg yeah. from that wound. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I, I remember seeing like the imaging, the images from from that, and it was just the grossest thing. And his, I, if, yeah. Uh, was I was thinking about a leg amputation. I don't Zach know. Zach Miller for the Bears. Zach Miller. Zach Miller for the Bears. What? Probably about a decade ago. Would have almost he he almost had to have his leg amputated. Oh, did, almost. Yeah, did, I mean, did, still not good. That, but, but that's yeah. what I was. That was what I was mistaking okay. death with amputation. Okay. Dion's Dion's losing toes at this point. Right. Dion obviously uh, famously does not stand ten toes down, but eight toes down. I never understood as a kid. People would call him nine toes. I didn't even know what that meant. Or is it nine toes? I forget how many toes. But he back then. Has. But yeah, now I think he's down to like seven. Yeah. I, Wait, really? I've got no something like that. He's got, dude. He's got some problems with his feet. That's unfortunate. But uh, you know what? He's got a. He's got Colorado back on its feet. Heyo. More on that later. On past the rock. Uh, yeah. I. That's that's when you needed to drop the uh, the rim shot. Booyah! There we go. Drop the rim shot. Let's continue on. Luckily, that's the one that makes it in. <laughs> no, the crickets. The crickets get to go in. All right. Oh, God. Why Whatever. is it, why is it let's, looping? Uh, let's go on from injury disaster to just an absolute organizational disaster. The Chicago Bears. Holy shit. That, they were blowing up my ESPN alerts with everything that was going on with them. From Justin. All the lies. 
nice from Justin Fields throwing his coaches his coaches under the bus to one of the coaches resigning and then there's like reports of an FBI raid there's uh there's a lot of weird stuff being reported on burners and reddit about what this could actually be and what what the real reason is for um Allen Williams just resigning out of nowhere it seemed after taking a week absence uh now Patrick you kind of shared some more stuff about the or some of the rumors that were surrounding this uh, from the Reddit, yeah. Did you see well, anything? yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it's kind of a common thing, and you'll see it, and it works a lot of times if, if they're right, uh, where someone who knows something will post on Reddit. Um, but someone, it, it looks like someone ran, ran with a post of making some pretty wild allegations. That I don't even really want to say because if they're not true, you don't ever want that tied to your name. Um, yeah, but I'm assuming these out al- these allegations and then are someone heavy said, were they yeah. involving little children? It, that would that would fall under the umbrella yeah jesus um, we really we but, run the same joke like I said, every like, time i don't want to fake something <laughs> yeah i don't want to yeah. i don't want to give credence to that until i have actually heard something more concrete than someone posts on reddit then yeah. someone goes sources which said this happened uh yeah which is fair but um I'm, if i'm not mistaken it was reported that an fbi raid was uh conducted on on his house so that can only kind of those are still rumors so it was report i think the time i think either the post or the times reported that it was rumored that that happened yeah so just, that's rumored there's no um exactly at it's first all it was Palace hall there was like there's a report that there's the bears like, facility uh yeah the bears facility and then it was uh, some people said it was his home and not um but honestly, at this point, since we don't know anything about that, the real story is why the Bears PR is just as terrible as everything else on the football field. And was Sam like, Bird they... acting alone? <laughs> oh my God. That now, now that's a that's a if I'm about to get if I'm about to get Jerry <laughs> Jones if I'm about to get like Jerry Jones recode in with El Chapo somehow, <laughs> and Sam Hurd was the linchpin, I that makes my little conspiracy brain so happy but <laughs> all right but who buys the cowboys in this world elon musk fuck <laughs> some saudis oh, damn it. Well, there's not a lot of people that can afford that that, that <laughs> what, 10 billion dollar price tag or whatever no maybe the clippers oh, just suck he so can... bad i get steve Ballmer. come on let me dream the question yeah the question <laughs> is if jerry's still around to sell it he could get so much for it well, I was but talking about you're taking it down for it. Rico. You're talking, yeah, like if the league's selling the, the it, world, I don't know what's happening. The country selling the it now. Going, I think <laughs> I think at that point the whole country might might fall down <laughs> with the backbone of gambling and NFL, which <laughs> we might get to today. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe beautiful. Uh, no, not today. Uh, but yeah, so we all have that. We have that going on with with the, on the coaching side, on the player side. Justin Fields, buddy, listen. Just because you might have a point that it that your coaches are bad, you shouldn't say it, especially when you yourself are playing bad. Like, if you were playing great, right? If you were playing great, but you're not winning any games or just there's a lot of questionable calls being made and it's obvious to everybody in the stadium these are some questionable goals and you let it slip, 
whatever. But you suck right now. I want to believe in you, Justin Fields. I really do, because I loved you at Ohio State. But in the NFL, oh my God, you cannot throw a football to save your life. You have one or two good throws a game, and that's it. And now your coaching staff, yes, they won't run you for whatever weird reason. He's only had five design rushes. Uh, and last year he had like over a hundred or something crazy like that. I don't know what to tell anybody who's a Chicago Bears fan. Like, sorry, your your organization just seems to get worse and worse every every regime. And you know, you're not gonna get any sympathy from Patrick. I mean, he's a Vikings fan. He was definitely raising his arms up. So I'm sure he appreciates the tire fire that is the Chicago Bears. Like I just I can't imagine being in a fan of that team. I would say sometimes it's a problem because between them and the Lions, you get like potentially three or four wins a year, and then you're like, oh no, I'm not going to get a good draft pick. Uh, we the team might think they're better than they are. Uh, that kind of thing. That's that's an interesting counterpoint. No, definitely. Um, Patrick, like. As a Vikings fan, right? Now, obviously, you're not going to have any for, for this team. Uh, how long do you think you're, you're just going to see this team be a tire fire? Because you're, you're going to be a little bit more plugged in than us. Just because, just I, by virtue, I don't see, see it changing. I don't see it changing anytime soon. NFL ownership doesn't change very often, and that's generally where it all comes from, the culture and everything. So, Especially with that particular ownership group. Most, I mean, it's tough to tough to say this in a not crass way, but kind of like other people in other cities that aren't Chicago, you're just kind of waiting on someone to not be there anymore. However, that may come to be, or for their offspring. Uh, to but be I, I don't know. Better. There's really realistically, they've a couple times in my life built up pretty good teams uh, that just didn't quite get it done. Um, and it's crazy that their offensive production is so bad historically. Like, just what what was the stat? Justin Jefferson would all, already be there. He has more career receiving yards, yards than yeah. any any like lifetime Chicago Bear receiver has. And most of that's just not having quarterbacks, honestly, because they've had some pretty decent wide receivers just come in and then immediately leave because they're like, oh, f this. Uh, <laughs> Some but, like, decent receivers at the tail end of their I career. really thought Jake Cutler and Brandon well, it's Marshall also like, were going to rewrite history together. Yeah, like Brandon, yeah, Brandon Marshall, who knows if he's ever given a half decent team. Who knows? Uh, I can't remember who was his Denver quarterback. Yeah, those, was Peyton? No, no the, the Cutler. Cutler, yeah. It was him and Cutler. Cutler. Yeah, yeah, but they were both yeah. like kind of head cases. So that's why they didn't really Cutler's play. too much. Yeah. Yeah, you need a, a quarterback who's a little bit more Ta- sound of talent. Mind, but... They both had the talent. That was one of the most talented duos you could put together in history. I would even stack them up. But like they, but you had two significant problems with both of them. You know, I don't. I don't see a light at the end of the. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel for them anytime soon. You're looking at a good three to four years before they're relevant again. Remember, Alshon Jeffrey was supposed to be the guy. He got fat. He won a Super Bowl in Philly, but then he just got fat. Or it was fat. I don't remember. It was fat in Philly too, right? No, 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 he he looked he was weirdly built, but like he didn't look fat in Philly. But he was slow. Yeah, he was painfully slow. <laughs> However, he's just uh, he was he was good for some like weirdly athletic catches. So there was there was that, but like he was not burning by. Look, anybody. I think you guys need to look at this from a different lens. You guys are looking at it from the football sense. 
This is this is the moment that Justin Fields is going to um, kiss Doug Collins on the cheek. You know what I mean? He's gonna go up. He's gonna go to uh, Doctor Buss's father shit. He's gonna go up to Doctor Buss's office and have a conversation about the system, <sighs> the system, and how magic just needs to be magic. He's gonna have a conversation. He's gonna go. He's gonna be Kobe being Bryant. He's gonna say, "Hey, read Tom Donovich and cutting it. Get Phil back. I don't care what beef we had." Justin Fields I is taking the the reins in Chicago by force. I mean, I I want to believe you. I don't see it. The contract is like he's on the rookie deal, you know. It's like I don't he, care. What he's, power does he really have? What, he holds the future of the franchise in his hands. He's got to be Michael Jordan now. He's like, watch me be really good on. Sorry, on I'm gonna kiss. I'm kissing Phil Collins on the cheek, and I'm gonna keep running my fuckboy offense until they fire him and replace him with Phil Jackson. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll see. I want him to to succeed, and I want him to <clears> do that because I hate. The uh the way that they run the offense over there in Chicago, there's like a there was a clip earlier. It was Shaq Barrett and it was DJ Moore, and I guess one of them was mic'd up or somebody near them was mic'd up and it picked up the conversation where D uh, Shaq Barrett goes to DJ Moore and he was like, "Man, Chicago's just not using you right." And then DJ Moore's response was like, "No, right." Immediately after that game, the reporters had asked DJ Moore and he's like, "Oh, I love how they're using me here in Chicago." Like, <laughs> He knows where his bread is buttered. At least he knows that, right? But damn, they you got caught lying, bro. Like, well, I would have hated to little... pick that team to win the division this year, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it could be worse. You could have picked the Giants to win the NFC East. But whatever. Let's uh let's go on to the next part of this segment and where we're gonna recap the week two performances that were our teams. All right. So I got another year of bragging rights over Patrick. My Philadelphia oh. Eagles beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-27. Right? Or is it 28? It was 34-28. I think it was. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it was a backdoor cover, yeah. Backdoor cover, baby. Her cousin's uh, that special. one was a. Need I remind you, we, we play everyone to one score. That's true, though. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was, that's exactly how that game ended, and I was like, damn, these sons of bitches yeah. did it again. Although it shouldn't have been so, but let's let's just kind of rewind to that game. Let's call the Minnesota Vikings what they were in that game, Butterfingers. They could not hold on to the goddamn ball. First, first two games and, this year, yeah, it's been like that. And not just that, the Eagles are the beneficiary of what people argue is one of the worst rules in football, which is the fumbling over the pylon leads to oh, a touchback. Yeah. Now I've seen some people yeah. defend. I've seen some people defend the rule because the idea is like, well, you could just like fumble and get the ball, roll the ball over into the end zone, and just try to get in there. It sounds uh, like no fucking ball, three. right? And I'm just like, you know, this rule sucks. I don't know how you fix it to like keep shit fair. So I'm not even gonna like give an opinion on that. I will just say that the Eagles were a beneficiary of Justin Jefferson trying to do a little too much on that play. Uh, and then just yeah. to keep things going, Eagles, thank you for giving DeAndre Swift the fucking football. Because if I had to see Kenny Gainwell, well, he was hurt, so he, I wasn't going to see him anyway. But if I had to see, like, say, Boston Scott lead the charge in carries and just watch him run for, like, four yards in a cloud of dust when DeAndre 
Swift just showed you his explosive ability to the tune of 175 yards. He's second in the league in rushing yards right now, and he only got two touches in week one. Testament to the quality of the offensive line that the Philadelphia Eagles had. Speaking of which, just Jalen Hurts, buddy. What the fuck is happening? That was a funny pick, though. That first pick pick was fucking hilarious. Like, I'm not even going to shit on him, but that was just a genuinely funny pick. I was, I was, bro, I I had to massage my temple. Are we sure he's not trying to get the coach fired? I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. Because the offensive coordinator, that's his, like, he's known him since he was a child. I'm like, bro, so maybe there's beef there. Who knows? It's a new sheriff in town. Either way, just Jalen Hurts looked terrible in that game. I mean, he had some two really nice deep throws to Devontae Smith. One that was underthrown, but yo, Devontae Smith, the concerns of him being too small in the NFL, he is jumping over people. He's taking on double teams, absolutely getting wrecked on some of these throws. Gets up. First one to get up. Hasn't missed a game. Love him. I remember we did an exercise back in the day where we would say what player we would have from each person's team. Beth, you said Devontae Smith. True. I see why. I see why. He's He's got that Jerry Rice factor, you know what I mean? People just don't understand. They don't He's a he's a real baller. And and, he, uh, and so far I don't good. I don't see him in clips like I see your other receiver. And that's also a positive. Oh, AJ Brown? Look, I'm not trying to tell people to not be, like, themselves, but, like, also, like, there's one fucking person throwing a football to multiple people a game. Are you fucking that dense to realize you're not going to get a, a fucking infinity targets every day on a good team? Like, seriously? A grown-ass man? Yeah. That shit ba- baffles me, but it's so consistent at that, that position in, in the pros. So funny. I mean, we saw, we saw former Dallas Cowboy write a book about it. Throw me the damn ball. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's so uh, it's so bad. Like, I get it if I think they throw the ball. Jet, right? um, yeah. Uh, so, like, I think that they um, – I, I get it if the quarterback throws bad balls or misses it or whatever. But, yeah, but when it's – when you know your it's quarterback's really doing what they're supposed to be doing for the most part, and, like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Like, you just went to the Super Bowl, bro. Like, come on now. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned – he said it had nothing to do with that, despite the optics of it. There's the argument, and then the very next offensive series, the Eagles go three straight plays to A.J. Brown. Uh, but I saw him uh, earlier today, you know, talk to a reporter, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm aware of what the optics look like, so that's my fault. Uh, but he said it had something to do with not his target share, but something else to do in the game. We'll never know for sure, but that's what it looked like, and that's hey, what we're going to roll funny. with. It's funny. If it doesn't happen again, it's not an issue. If it happens again, you know that it's a much bigger issue. Oh, yeah. That's simple. Although, I, I, I have my doubts about it being an issue just going forward. It's well-documented. A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, best friends off the field before they were ever teammates. So, we'll, we'll see how much hey, that goes. Into LeBron the traded Dwayne Wade and left, left his crippled ass back in Miami. Uh, well, are they really best friends? I don't. I don't actually know the answer to that. To be honest, I've always kind of wondered the same thing. If it's a publicity I thing, as much as I anything. think, yeah, I don't think they really, that, really that, are that at all. Feel authentic to me, but uh, I think they I think were. They enjoy, I think they enjoy each other's company, but they're not like. I think they were really tight at one friends. point in their lives. I don't think they are. Yeah, anymore. that makes sense. Yeah. LeBron, yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe it was the trade. I mean, he, LeBron he has basically played almost a decade longer than Dwayne at this point, or will by the end of it. So that's kind of just a lot of difference. But anyway, yeah, it's it's crazy that the banana boat little thing. It, the only two people still in the league are CP3 and, and LeBron. <laughs> hey, Gabrielle Union's still a part of the league. I mean, do you know? Do you think she's still eating? She's an eating, uh, group, ass. That was the wild interview. I don't know if you remember that, but she admitted to eating his ass. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, damn, Gabriel Union, I didn't need to know that. Hey, since we're off on I have this. no memory of that. We're off on this too. Was he there when she said it? Oh, my God. Wait, what? Do I really remember public. when she said it? Was he there? No, she was. It was just her, I think. I don't think he okay. was in. She, she told him I, how I, it was supposed to be. Well, I didn't know if it was like a Will Smith, Jada Smith podcast situation or an entanglement. I don't know what. No, this Listen, this I, is a Jada Pinkett Smith level couch. Jada entanglement. What is that? It's the cord to my headphones. Your headphones, Jesus, bro! I've got the bad. I've got the really nice Sony ones that reach like across like four rooms, but now at least one room is not. It's right there. But like, yeah, I'm things. just wireless. Bro, uh, 5G, bro. Well, anyway, let's uh, let, let's get back to the the Vikings aspect of this. The, the Vikings <laughs> offensive line, bro. They were getting they were getting pushed around, but Kirk was getting the ball out. He he was he was fine. He was they they can't contract you. Kirk can't. Now not I will turn say this: that over. offensive line cannot run block to save their fucking. Line. They can't do anything. They're they're not even warm bodies out there because they're you just like I don't know. Yeah, but like, sorry. I knew it wasn't going to be a fun year. Run into a fucking wall all night. I knew it wasn't going to be a fun year, but by week two, I'm already just beaten to hell by it. And they're 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 going to try to solve the running back issues by getting Cam Akers, who's not even that great. But as bad as the offensive line is, if you don't turn the ball over like nine times in two games, you might be at least one and one right now. I do have to stand by him with that because I have somehow watched a pretty good chunk of, you know, Vikings football already. I've watched 50% of all Vikings football this season. <laughs> they should have won that just... Tampa Bay game, if we're being honest. Hell, the game with the Eagles could have been a lot closer if it wasn't for that. It, that it could have gone either way. That that pylon fumble really, the Vikings didn't respond well to that. <laughs> Put some respect on 3-0 and Baker Playfield's name. Uh, I, I won't. 3-0, and excuse you. <laughs> that's a That's a prediction right there we'll get into that later though uh <laughs> yeah but what watching that game it was entertaining uh at least on my end although i was really frustrated early parts with the passing game still not right fucking brian flores is throwing the kitchen sink at at, at the at the eagles passing i do like Look, I'm, I'm enjoying watching I like what he's i'm doing. enjoying watching what he's doing he doesn't have a lot to work with right now so yeah so like he had even like remotely decent starters <laughs> Uh, on the outside, you could, and maybe somebody to pa- pair off with Daniel Hunter. You might have a good defense because that guy knows how I to like coach him. it up. But yeah, uh, he's cool. We'll see. I, you're off to a rough start. Zero and two is not a great sign for any team, unless you're the Bengals, who last year made it to the conference finals. Maybe we'll get Caleb right. Williams. Oh, seven Giants. Maybe the plan is to get Caleb Williams. Listen, Ooh, what I think the Vikings like should do, and what they should do, trade right? Kirk Cousins. Lose Kirk every Cousins game. To the Jets. Go, go get um, Sauce Gardner. Who was 
Who was the uh, who was the backup quarterback from Texas A and M that couldn't make the roster? Ellen Mond. Roll out Ellen Mond for the next uh, remainder of the season. Tank for Caleb Williams. You're not gonna get uh, Shador Sanders, but we'll get into that when we talk college football. You don't want to settle for Drake May because, like, that's a big name. Dude, I don't know. I don't Settling know. for Drake May, I've been watching Drake May. I feel like Drake I mean, May is this, this I, might be. There's some fun with Drake. We'll May. see. Is he? I, okay. I don't if he's fun, go for it. There's some fun. college guy, but there's some no, fun. I, I will say, I have my my own reservations. But about, he, it also is Caleb. Mac, and I know Mac isn't necessarily the hardest motherfucker either. So it's like I yeah, trust like, in you, Mac. Like if you pair. Caleb, like if the Vikings go and get like a good offensive coordinator, because I don't know if Kevin O'Connell's a great offensive like play designer. If he is great, awesome. Caleb Williams is in good hands, but if he's if he were to go to Chicago, like damn, that's that's the end of Caleb Williams' career before it even started. Uh, unless they go and get a guy out of Washington to put their offensive coordinator to be their head coach. Sam, because. Mm. I was I was clowning on Sam Howell in my head. I'm like, oh wow, you look like a functional NFL quarterback uh, with Eric Bieniemy as your OC. But that's a story for a different day. Let's continue on and talk about the Dallas Cowboys thrashing of the New York Jets. There was maybe one. I do actually want to talk about my football team. There was maybe one avenue of victory for the Jets. And that's if they could get the run game going and get turnovers on defense. They couldn't get shit going anywhere. First play of the game was DeMarcus Lawrence blowing it up, right? I'm pretty sure. So you have just an absolute thrashing on both sides of the football. They, Anytime the Jets had an opportunity to create something, either they just couldn't take advantage, Dolph Gardner dropping a a potential pick six, uh, yeah, that was a huge one for the whole flow or, of the game, really. Yeah, or they just couldn't get the ball into the hands of their best playmaker outside of that one play from Garrett Wilson. Because Zach, he sucks. Zach Wilson Not sucks. great. Not and, great. And uh, that, that should be enough of an indicator. If you are the Jets coaching staff, this go get somebody right now because you're not going to survive with him as your quarterback. But enough about the Jets. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about that defense just flying all over the place. Bethke, I'm going to let you sing their praises because uh, you were more plugged in and you probably watched more of the game than I did because I was going back and forth between various games. That sounds like a problem, the you problem. You know what I mean? Talking about the best team in football right now. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be the NFL guy. Talking about Osa Diggy Zua. He, he did the Aaron Donald workout this year. He's the Aaron Donald now. That's just how the rules go. Is it? Um, okay. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, it's all been pretty good. It's been kind of a letdown, too, because it's like, damn, this team could have had Overshawn, and now Biggs is out. It's like, God damn it. This I forgot about Overshawn already, Jesus. Yeah, dude, and Overshawn would have been so perfect for this group. Oh, it's so yeah. frustrating for so many reasons on that one. But, um. Yeah, so far so good. I really don't have too many issues or concerns, and I also don't really know what this this means. This is fun for me. I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not going to get too crazy in reality because, like, what was it? Wasn't Jarrett, was Jason Garrett's last team or the team before that went 4-0 and then 8-8 that season? 
they were like crushing everybody. Then they went to New yeah, Orleans. That, and lost. I don't remember. That, yeah. was, that was one of the years. There was that a, got I'm pretty sure. Right? No, no, this is the no. Dak years. It was a good, it was a good this start was the to thing. Dak year. Yeah, was that it was 2017. Because like, okay, let's yeah, see. I think so. They go 12 and four. No, I think it's 2018. Right, 2018. Did but he have won the division that year? Wouldn't it? No, 2019. That because 2020 is is the COVID year. He gets hurt. Because uh, if we go by division right. winners, it was yeah, basically they, so Eagles, 2019 Cowboys. Cowboys. 2019 Cowboys. They started off the year 47 to 16 against Washington. Uh, never mind. That's December. Sorry, that's the end of the year. Jesus, no, well, that's a they, wild score. Uh, the year started with. There's like a bunch of cupcake teams, though. It's like the Dolphins and 35, shit, 17, really 31, 21, 31 to six. So yeah, they had scored. They had scored ninety. The they, to the Jets too, and that they really scored ninety-seven points in three games. To that start was twenty nineteen because that was the Sam yeah. Darnold game. Yeah, the year that we then, lost the then Jets. They went to, sure. Then they went to New Orleans and lost twelve to ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twelve. Then, it was a really goofy one, but yeah. And yeah. then and they came home like, and Rodgers fucked him up. And then they went right. to New York and the Jets won. Right. <laughs> and then the, the, the Aaron Eagles. Jones game where Aaron Jones was doing that to us. Yeah, that season went off the fucking rails quick. But it was funny because, like, we all kind of felt that there was a possibility of that. But it started so beautifully. We're like, oh, my God. And then Jason Garrett was like, but this is my best one yet. Watch this. His <laughs> best Usher impersonation. It was honestly his best one. I can't I can't say that it wasn't his biggest Jason Garrett moment. That season is is his fucking magnum opus. Oh, what a, what a way to go out of here. Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, you man. You should have no, just that, uh, that... let it burn. Ew. Where's where's the cricket? That's your confession. All right. I'm gonna hit you with this. Anyway, uh, you know, just going into that game though, Dallas showed flexed. Uh, it wasn't the matchup that I think the national media was hoping for, but you can't really control that because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't remember who you guys playing next. Oh, uh, that's the fun one. Trap game. Trap game. Quote unquote, we trap we game. both get to we both get to go into week three in a fun way. If you lose, you I get to laugh at you. If I lose, you get to laugh at me. And either oh. it, and if we win, we then we just did our jobs. Yeah. yeah and no, if I sure. lose, you guys just start to feel bad. No, well, the Chargers actually are probably more desperate. And good, I was just saying, so, at zero yeah. three, it's not. Yeah, oh, we no, might we I, might be talking about the zero and three Minnesota Vikings. I I, I have I don't a lot know. to talk about. With Vikings had ten days of rest. You just need to be glad that no identity offense is off to a great start in in uh, Charger <laughs> land. <laughs> just they, bland. Week generic. one, they looked like they had an Football. identity. You know, they looked like they're going to be a rough. There's person. no identity, guys. That means you can't guess what we're going to do next. We got no identity. Uh, and then the offense doesn't know what they're going to do next either. Anyway. Justin uh, Herbert's training yeah. by just playing Madden and doing no huddle <laughs> hot routes. Honestly, I'm starting to feel like maybe that is Kelvin's legacy at this point. But we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. So, to, and talking about the week two performances, our teams, Patrick's is not looking great. Mine's is kind of somewhere in the middle. And then Bethke, he is sitting pretty with his... Dallas Cowboys in firing off in all cylinders. But uh, you know what, guys? Let's let's go ahead and move on to the next next bit of NFL talk. One of my favorite parts of this. 
Uh, because our soundboard's all kind of fucked up with it. Uh, let's watch it. Skip it. Train wreck. It's time for another edition of Caesars. Watch it. Skip it. Or train wreck. This is past past. The last time, you know, peek behind the curtain, inside baseball here, the last time I put this on the run sheet, I didn't have potential games listed, I just kind of threw them at y'all so you could react, but I put it this time in the run sheet oh, yeah. so you would have more time to think about it, uh, and maybe give some more nuance, uh, opinion on it, or <laughs> not, I don't really care, because uh, I just want to hear you guys shooting from the I'm hip the anyway. fucking worldwide leader in vibes. Exactly. So let's talk about this. I put down vibes. two games for the Watch It one. Now, one of them did have a little asterisk because uh, it was pending the health of one player. And the first game that I wanted to talk about was potentially on the Watch It list, Indianapolis versus Baltimore. This could have been Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson, two explosive athletes at quarterback, uh, both different styles of athlete at quarterback. You got Anthony Richardson. Built like a goddamn tank. Looks like a young Cam Newton. And then, of course, you have Lamar Jackson. Honestly, he's kind of like the Slim Reaper, if you think about it. Skinny guy. Has a laser arm, right? That thing just flies right out of his hand. And it can just make anybody miss in the open Lamar, field. Lamar in the open field is the closest to Prime Vic that I that I think I've seen. Although, there, that's why I do get so bullish about Justin Fields. Because as a runner, yeah, he I, does really special I shit. love... It might it might already be gone, but those early Josh Allen, some of those runs were incredible. He's, he's just steamrolling dudes too, though. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, but, yeah, he was more like a fullback. He does make he makes moves though. That one where he jumps over Anthony Barr was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. his his style of running was uh was definitely like I'm just big, strong, fast, and I'm gonna just truck ahead, baby. Um, but that that's how you like lose longevity as a quarterback because we saw that with Cam Newton. But that's again different talking point. On this one, I did put an asterisk on because it looks like Anthony Richardson will not be playing, unfortunately, suffering a concussion in the last game that the Colts had. But the Colts still kind of look. Shout really out to the Colts for actually doing the right thing, especially when you have a competent backup. Yeah, Gardner Minshew was uh was kind of Panthers too this week, right? Or no, not that wasn't concussion. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, but uh, I'm going to remove this game from the list, and I'm going to just pick a game that I think will actually maybe probably be good uh, in this case. And that is... Drumroll, please. Broncos-Dolphins. And you might thinking, why would this be a must-watch? Because of one, two men on the Broncos side. And that is watching Sean Payton age right in front of us as he tries to see Russell Wilson be a competent quarterback, which he hasn't been for a long time. Although last week we saw vintage Russell Wilson for the first half. That second half, terrible. But it was a roller coaster ride. All right. They still put up 33 points, I believe, in a shootout with the Washington Commanders. Completed a Hail Mary. This is a team that still somehow Sean Payton's pressing the right buttons to get the most out of, to be real, of cooked Russell Wilson. <laughs> and now you have Tua Tango Viloa 
and the Miami Dolphins rolling in. Even though yeah. Bill Belichick managed to keep Tyreek Hill in check, that team still looked explosive. It still looked like they were ready. He still to... got a tutty. Yep. And he it just looks like they're ready to put up 40 points. I really don't see schematically how you stop this this offense unless you just copy Bill Belichick and have like the same type of horses. Man, like it's wild to me. I saw earlier Tua Tangamaloa is the has the quickest time to release, but also also has the most intended air yards, which is a wild thing to think about because when you think about getting the ball out fast, you're thinking short, shallow areas of the field. No, this dude is just ripping it down the field immediately because he knows that he has the horses on the outside to get to that ball as quickly as possible. And Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I this, think this, this year's version of Tyreek Hill is absolutely a cheat code. It's MVP. Every year. Yeah. It could be. I mean, it's week two, so let's... No. MVP. <laughs> if he manages to get 2,000 We're standing yards, up to big quarterback, okay? This podcast also, is anti-big quarterback. I'm hedging my bets that I might have a good one in a couple years, so we'll see. Uh, I did want to say, I, I meant to mention this when you were running through, I do have a personal investment in Anthony Richardson as he's on my taxi squad for my Dynasty League. Uh, I was thinking he might be my QB of the future, and then I saw him get a concussion. I was like, oh, no. That's good, though. This is them protecting your investment. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's it's definitely not... Uh, Ch- was it Shanahan who was RG3's coach? Who was RG3's coach? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah both Shanahan's. Mm-hmm. Shanahan's. Yeah. Yeah, happy happy they're not running the show for anybody right now, or at least for anybody young. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the he, Dolphins are a model organization in that regard, though. Despite uh, you know Jim Irsay being they, literally insane, uh, the Dolphins just had the Tua thing last year. Yeah, this, oh, that's right. That's, that was y'all. Y'all already forgot that there was like three games last year where Tua got off the ground like <laughs> almost in one game. You thought like, oh, he could <laughs> die. He could, he fair, could actually I've been desensitized. Die. I've been desensitized so bad. I think the worst one, the one, the one that sticks to me the most, I think it was Matt Schaub, where it looked like he was just actually having a seizure for a good five seconds after full body convolu- convolutions. Is that the word? I mean, convolution. We, we also saw two of hands tight. Like, uh, that's that's why I appreciate Dak. Just to, Dak will just do like a little, and then I'll go over the bench. <laughs> Those are smelling salts, not cocaine. Well, it's DFW, okay, it's so we CD. really don't know what it is, okay? Uh, but it's true. Gentlemen, it's just like the... in a little vial. He's just like, but they won't fucking say anything. Maybe he's just... laid off of that, and that's why he's not throwing interceptions. It's just common practice in every hockey game on the bench. They don't try to hide it, really. It's just <laughs> smelling salts. <laughs> just passing a mirror around. You... Yeah, well, <laughs> Although we did we did see in the playoffs, if y'all remember, there is that video from right behind. Uh, I think it was Calgary's bench, maybe. Oh, where a guy yeah. pulls out, pulls yeah. out his little tiny baggie from his pocket. You can't see his face because it's the shot of the coach. So it's yeah. just the guy behind the coach, right behind him. You can just see from like the belly button up. He just pulls out his little baggie, shakes it, puts it back in his pocket. That could have easily happened in Dallas. Easily uh, happened in Dallas. 100. Anyone, anyone who has eyes seats at any NHL game is definitely. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, gentlemen, these are the two games that I'm presenting <laughs> to you as our must-watch 
Now, the first two weeks of the season, my must-watch games have, have kind of fallen flat. Be all right. But you know what? Right. Yeah, they've been more train wrecks than they have must-watches, but I, I, I believe in this one. Oh, wait. I gave you... I gave you... Sorry. One? I gave the yeah. replacement to Indianapolis and Baltimore with Denver-Miami. The other game... Atlanta versus Detroit. Bro, I don't know how Atlanta's doing it. They don't believe in their quarterback. Bijan. They don't believe in throwing to their fucking tight end, the running, the receiver. That both of them top ten draft picks. I think one of the. No, I think Kyle Pitts just sucks. Four. It can't. It can't be the offense. All right, just this guy who had a great rookie year, <laughs> obviously just fell off a cliff. Uh, first tight end to I think hit a thousand yards as a rookie. Uh, yeah, and then you have Drake London, who I believe was a top 10 pick. And then, of course, you know, you did say Bijan. Bijan is so goddamn good. And there's a reason we're all, well, <laughs> Bethke and I were kind of on the train of saying he is uh, the potential rookie of the year. Patrick went on a limb and said Jordan Addison would be. Could still happen, but it looks like Arthur Smith learned from his lesson from week one where Tyler Argier let the team in rushes, and he's just like, oh, I, I, have, I have a guy who's worth a top 10 pick in fucking B. John Robinson. You, positional value be damned. Get this man the ball oh, in the open space, and he's going to make God. a miss. And then you have the Detroit Lions. Yes, they came off a loss to the Seattle Seahawks, but fucking Jared Goff, I don't know what the fuck he's doing to start the year, but he is shredding right now. He did have a bad interception against the Seahawks, but He's just been on it this season. The Lions have looked pretty decent. I'm not sure if they're matching up the hype yet. But it's an entertaining team. You have two entertaining offenses going up against each other. And they both happen to have not that great of defenses. So on paper, this should be a shootout. The shootout that should have been Kansas City, Jacksonville. But we didn't get it. So, gentlemen, I present these two games to you. Who should our audience go with for our must-watch game of the week? Must-watch. But you got to get rookie Bijan, and that's the only way to do it, because you know how the NFL is going to be. They're going to run him into the ground, all that bullshit. It's over. Detroit, we're excited about Detroit. They're going to they have a good chance to win this game. It's a vision. Yeah, it's got to be there. What? I think Detroit's got a good chance of winning this game. Oh, yeah. Maybe. The other guy doesn't even, team doesn't even have a quarterback. For... <sighs> yeah, it, neither, team, neither team has a quarterback. Golf is uh, like half no, a quarterback. Golf is like half. He just play action. He just fuck around and let him get that boot. I'm a little sad David Montgomery looks like he's not going to play. Um, is it David Montgomery? Or Lions running back? Yeah, mm-hmm. David Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, so for that reason, I'll probably go with go with our other option. But yeah, uh, I just don't like watching Detroit games in general, though. So that's kind of a biased thing. Yeah, but I, I, I would I would say one thing. I would say one thing. Uh, Jared Goff, fifth in the league in in pass yards right now. So he's having a good individual statistical season. Way season. better than yeah. Right now, way better than anything that Atlanta has. So, it's a different contrasting style of play 
uh, in terms sure. of offense. Because one team relies, weirdly enough, on Jared Jared Goff to be like the point guard, and the other team's like, fuck it, we have these athletes. And then this one guy who just kind of can get him the ball. Uh, so I believe that's what? Two in favor of Atlanta versus Detroit? We're going to make it three. That's our must-watch game of the week. Let's move on to the next one, the Skip It. Skip It. Skip It. That's, that sounded like a, like a ribbit in my It's in like my, a bop it. I, they all sound like bop it things to me now. That's fair. Bop it. Twist it. Skip it. Skip it. Ah! Well, gentlemen... On this list of Skip It, two of these teams played each other last this past Monday. They played different opponents. I present to you some of the worst matchups I have seen in the NFL uh, scheduling uh, to start the year, at least. I present to you Tennessee versus Cleveland. Tennessee did have a good game against the Chargers, but you know what? That's not a hard. That's not a hard thing to do. For whatever reason, the Chargers just can't seem to play well against bad teams. Uh, and then the Titans always seem to play their best ball when you think they shouldn't. But here's the thing. They're up against the Cleveland Browns, just lost their best offensive player in Nick Chubb. And they have a train wreck at quarterback. But not, but not their most offensive player. Oh, no. Gotta give yourself a little rim shot there. Keep forgetting, and then I gotta click over here. Oppenheimer level. <laughs> That's a big bomb right there. Oh, uh, but yeah, let's listen. This is this is a team that does. It's not a sexy matchup anywhere. Uh, I don't even think Deshaun Watson would put his hands on this one. Anyway, mm. there is. That's well deserved. Yeah, there's there's really nothing good to talk about this game, and that's why it's on the list for Skip It. I, I can't find yeah. a positive in this to even maybe remotely talk about it as a potential train wreck option. Deshaun Watson gives us another funny clip on the internet. Maybe. Maybe he of him gets shoving like... refs of which we should probably talk about the fact that he shoved a ref. Nothing happened. Ref. He said he didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even though we all see it. <laughs> Heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> he had two fucking personal foul penalties. As a quarterback, you just never see that. This guy is cooked. Cleveland, you're fucked. I'm sorry, Cleveland Brown fans. I know you're a tortured fan base, <laughs> but a lot of you were defending this guy getting signed. So this is kind of what you get. So you're stuck watching one of the worst matchups, one of the worst teams. On offense, this league has to offer. But another team that is hilariously bad, the stat nerds, the analytic nerds, have opened my eyes to the Pittsburgh Steelers' ineptitude on offense. And by that, there's this funny little image. If I can find it, Patrick, I'll, I'll send it to you so you, when yeah. you upload this onto YouTube. But there's this really funny image that shows this graph, right? All these teams or on the right side of the graph, somewhere in the middle, some are, you know, on the extreme right end of offensive productivity. And then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers 
who are dead. They are by themselves in the bottom left corner at the just lowest of lows of offensive productivity in the league. It is it is funny to see how bad this team is. There's this funny stat that says uh since Matt Canada took over offense offensive play calling duties, they have is it not the PFF NFL team tiers offensive strength. No, Maybe. this is a different chart. This is a, this is a full team chart. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um. There was a stat that uh, Chilkapadia of the Ringer. He talked about Matt Canada offenses have yet to hit have have I think in 37, 32, 37 games where he's been the OC have not been able to hit four hundred yards. Have not been able to hit four hundred yards of offense. Now, hitting 400 yards of offense isn't a guarantee in the league. It's not the easiest thing to do, but teams do it. With enough regularity, we see teams eclipse that. Steelers have not under his regime. Maybe once or twice. I will have to get a better um, uh, a better look at the exact uh, statistic, and then we'll just show it in the video here. Uh, but yeah, this is just bad offense. And then you have the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a bad team. Hey, you better put some respect on Jimmy Garoppolo's name. Listen, the the only the only good looking thing about the Raiders is their quarterback. Ew. And then that's it. That's all they got. They got Devontae Adams, who man, he's just wasting away. Went to go play with his best friend from college, and then is just stuck playing for a shitty franchise in a nice looking stadium. Like it's like a yeah, it's, it's a show. Just, I mean, the Raiders have like nice uniforms. Like it looks cool. You have it's like a, cool a nice new stadium. Aesthetic. You're in Vegas. It's a, it's a vibe. I, I think I think it's a good job to have. You know. Yeah, if you don't care about. I it. mean, I'd rather so than he... I'd rather than be in Oakland, but it doesn't. Nothing looks bad about what they're doing. No, exactly. we got to have teams in Vegas. Oakland's just gonna have to get over it. You know what I mean? We got to fine. You could have. You could have. There, there were other options. You can't expand fine. the NFL. The NFL doesn't have enough talent to be expanding. It's kind of already hard to do the thirty-two thing. Yeah, no, man. but we've seen it. Did the did the Chargers need to stay in California? Does anyone care about? No, Chargers? you're right. The, the LA Chargers was an affront to God, but they had to do that. <laughs> the Ram, did the Rams? Did the Rams need to go from St. Louis to LA? I'm good with yeah, that one too. Options. I'm good with that one too. There were the options. Rams have history, let's, at least you know. Let, let, let's be real. The, the team that should have gone to Los Angeles should have been the Raiders if they were going to move. I mean, the really Rams are historical the, there too, so it's fine. Yeah, but nobody, Cardinals, nobody goes to Rams games. Like the Cardinals should have been LA forced to sell. Don't like the Rams? Did you not see the um, the image of Forty Niners fans like invaded the stadium? That looked like a Niners. Yeah, it's game. and this happens in a lot of stadiums. Cowboys have this a lot where there are season ticket holders and they just sell it to the away team if they don't want to go but to yeah, the game. Yeah, but like even in Cowboys games, you're still gonna get a healthy <laughs> amount of Cowboys fans. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, Raider, it's obviously that, very, very different. That Rams Niners game was completely red. There was no blue. There was no yellow. I mean, yeah, it they've only been red. there for what three years, like five years, maybe. Yeah, Forty Niners right? is a tough one to measure too. I, mean, I think so it's it, definitely it's a fan base first. that's prided themselves in showing out like that stuff, like that. And so. they've, yeah, they've been at the, yeah, they were there for seven, seven they've been years. There forever. Five titles, you know, that's important. The greatest quarterback of all time. Hmm. What? I, Joe Montana wasn't going to lose to some funky-ass team from Philadelphia. That's all I know. 
Anyway, uh, yeah. With all that said, these are two shitty games. But which do you guys believe is the shittiest of them all? Let's hear it, Bethy. Tennessee, Cleveland. Tennessee, Cleveland. Because at least the Vegas Raiders have nice pass rushers, and Pittsburgh has George Pickens. That's not a guy who can get him the ball, but that's fair. Yeah, they have a backup quarterback. That's a quarterback. You guys are doing a great job of naming my fantasy roster. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that Tennessee Cleveland, even if the game itself is going to suck, the the Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson storylines will will make it at least interesting enough to see what's happening there versus the very boring, very very boring Pittsburgh versus Las Vegas game. Yeah, I like, them, I like them smutty and boring. It looks like we're at an impasse. It's up to if you. If I buddy. had to be the tiebreaker, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do it. You got to skip Tennessee versus Cleveland. Got to got to skip it. At least at least aesthetically. The, Va- the Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers has nice uniforms to look at. Something. <laughs> I didn't think there was a wrong choice there. Yeah, there is no wrong choice. Yeah, because I can hate watch Deshaun Watson as well. Good. Now, gentlemen, this kind of bleeds two segments in together. As you could probably see tell from the run sheet, there's only one game that I thought was fitting of the train wreck label. And that's because these two teams have a real special talent for losing in spectacular fashion. One has absolutely cemented their legacy for it, and the other one is just doing it to start the year, and they're torturing our poor co-host, producer, editor, Patrick. The train wreck game, the only candidate for this one is the Los Angeles Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you might be wondering what could be so train wrecky about this game. Everything could be a train wreck about this game. Both teams could put up absolutely no points. They could put up all the points in the oh, most this, hilarious of fashions. This is going to be a shootout. This My... is going to be a shootout and a shit show. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to get at, though. Because you could have a shootout where the Minnesota Vikings fumble the ball six times and the Chargers manage to find a way not to score. On all six of those. That's what I was just going to say. What do we think is going to happen more? More Viking fumbles or more incompletions on third and short from the Chargers? If I had to play the numbers game, fumbles are less likely just to keep happening overall. Whereas if you're not covering third downs, that's more likely to continue happening. But who knows? Because the Vikings are fumbling at an incredible rate right now. So maybe they'll just never fumble again. Maybe this is about to be three years in a row where there's no one for the Vikings going to fumble just, again. They're just putting it on the ground as much as they can now <laughs> until they're good again. Uh, and as we talk about this, we're also kind of previewing the matchup. Yeah, Guys, I, I, I think there's a real honest-to-goodness possibility that this game ends in a tie because the football <laughs> gods just want to have a laugh at both fan bases. Well, yeah. one has a fan base, and the other one just kind of exists in LA. They have, they might. They pay definitely for have a fan base. It's a small, little well, niche community of people San Diego. That, that have been following them. Yeah, all the poor Dude. people who have to drive two hours now to go watch the games in Inglewood. Is it two hours from Inglewood to San Diego? Is it something like I thought that? It was three. 
Is it closer from San Diego to LA or from Oakland to Vegas? Uh, don't know that answer. I, I want to say San Diego and far. LA is not that far in all reality. It's, it's like two to three hours. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, I'll look up. I'm geographically done. But it depends do it, on yeah. it depends on like traffic too, because like LA, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's quite the clusterfuck at certain hours. And Inglewood is on the south side of that, though. So Inglewood would actually kind of be easy to get to. Him. If oh, no. Yeah, there. no. It's it's a far yeah, it's drive like two from hours. Oakland. Two Oakland hours. Oakland to Vegas is eight hours. Without traffic. Oh, yeah. Oakland to Vegas, eight hours. Yeah, My, I think about that. I can oh, tell you where Vegas all the states the are, bottom. but... Yep. Yeah, once you start once you start yeah. getting into actual within-the-state geography, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm terrible at that. Dude, I... Although, you know, LA, that. LA Raider, like <clears throat> LA Raider fans, that's just a three hour drive. That's a fun weekend to have. So, yeah, and know, they, they have it. Easy. They, they should, they should probably still have some of those, right? Those guys are still. I there. saw more Cowboys stuff than I saw anything else other than I saw Rams stuff because they just won the Super Bowl. And, um, oh, so you weren't there immediately after Boys in the Hood came out? <laughs> I <feel laughs> yeah. When I assume I'm, all of LA was wearing Raider shit for like two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, no, I mean, I'm sure you'll still see little pockets, but I saw so much random cowboy shit. So much random fair. cowboy yeah. shit. They've done a really great job. I'm just like, I mean, they into that market. They yeah, they do but, their uh, spring training out there. The whole thing, not spring training. But, what do you call it? Training camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk more about this game. Do I'm, I'm going to predict this. I'm going to predict the time. I'm going to go out on a limb and think Fuck this yeah. game ends Ooh. in time. I think it's like 24 to 24 overtime. They both miss like field goals that just hit off, hit off the post. I think one of them does that. And the other one just, you know, turnover on downs. Time runs out. Game over. Everybody leaves unhappy. Uh, and both teams are going to be 0-2-1 to start the season. Because, <laughs> like I said, this just has all the makings of a, a, for lack of a better way to put it, a train wreck of a game. Uh, it could be absolutely entertaining as well. Train but, wreck. I don't know. Yeah, That's just my feelings on this one. Uh, you have there's a, a little bit of overlap between train wreck and must watch sometimes. Yes, and this is this is one of those times because you you could get you have talent on offense on both sides. Uh, on paper, the Chargers should have a more talented defense because of the big names that they have on there. But Brandon Staley has proven that he is a bad bad defensive coach ever since taking over the Chargers. I believe they are thirty two in DVOA since he took over. Uh, if I Ugh. remember remember that right. They're worse That's than not us a good sign year. for a guy who was hired to be a defensive guru head coach. Uh, he's shown he's bad at it. He's just bad at coaching in general, it looks like it. it uh, there's a real possibility that midway through the season, he gets canned and Kellen Moore finally gets to be a head coach somewhere. And then we get to see his brand of football, his brand of culture. Uh, no identity culture. Like, no identity culture. Uh, his Lego sets? That's the thing, right? That was a story? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I don't, I don't know. Has he, Either way. Has he brought in Billy Jean King to the Chargers yet? Don't know. I 
Jason Garrett did that as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, uh, I, I want to say I feel bad for for Charger fans. Uh, I feel bad for a handful of Charger fans, uh, mostly because that's all they have. Uh, that you have to deal with this. Yeah, that's my prediction on this game, guys. I'm gonna throw it to you, Bethke. How do you think this game's gonna Chargers. play out? Chargers. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I've had in mind they've made up. Fair enough, Patrick. I know you're the Vikings fan. You wanna you wanna root for your team and say that they're gonna win, but do they aspire any confidence that they will win? Uh. A little bit because I do think your your point about the defense is probably going to be the the difference in the game, and that the Vikings are right now like a middling defense in the NFL, uh, which is I think uh, what's the D- Vikings DVOA right now defensively ranked sixteenth. I think uh, where the Chargers in dead last, and that'll probably be the difference. <clears throat> I just can't see the Vikings actually fumbling that many times again. Uh, and against a bad defense, we should just tear them apart with our offense. So, but uh, I'd, I'd probably put it somewhere like the 34 24 range with the Vikings winning, uh, but probably closer. So, probably 34 27, probably still a one score game. So, there you got it, folks. No, no unanimous oh. predictions on this one. Next game up on the schedule, I think we should all be unanimous in this one. Unless it is an actual trap, trap game. Trap. Dallas versus trap. Arizona. Cowboys Cardinals. That seems like a runaway. That, that's a <laughs> yes, the Why Dallas Cowboys are going to win. The Dallas Cowboys are going uh, to win. It was part of the intro that I put together for okay. that. I, Super I, don't, Bowl I don't know. Okay. Oh, ah, the Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, going into this game, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals have been surprisingly uh, resilient, kind of spunky. They uh, they had a 20, uh, 28 to 7 lead over the New York Giants, uh, but then do what all great teams who are secretly but not so secretly tanking do. <laughs> Find the right way to lose the game. Still keep the fan base happy. And I think it's worth pointing out that there's it's potentially you could have the top four picks be two teams next year with the Bears and the Cardinals. I don't know that it's gonna happen, but it it should happen. happen. It should that picks one through four could just be Bears and Cardinals. It'd be funny if it's like they both had back to back picks. So say like the Cardinals or really let's be real, I think it's gonna be the Bears. So you have the Bears have one, two, and then Arizona three and four. Well, the Cardinals have the Texans pick is the other one. So they're in a pretty good spot to. Although, you know, I'll say this about the Texans. I can't remember who uh, the Bears' they, other pick is. They have been looking competitive. Um, I know that they, they lost 30 to 10 to the Colts. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud looks good, man. Like they look like they finally yeah, yeah. have a quarterback that's going to pan out for them. We said that about Deshaun too. So let's. Yeah, Deshaun was good. He was just a little handsy. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was really uh, good. And all of a sudden, he wasn't though. Yeah, all of a sudden, he just fell off a cliff. I don't. No, Cleveland I, Deshaun, but that's because he's paying for the sins of his past. Well, pretty much post like that second half of that playoff game of the AFC Championship game, he wasn't good as the rest of his time in Houston. I don't if I remember correctly. 
Or he just wasn't lighting the world on fire the way it looked like he might. It's probably more accurate. Uh, that shit just fell out. I don't even know how the timeline of Sean Watson went from potential goat to potential fucking prisoner. He, he looked. Yeah, he looked I mean, so he looked. Let, let's be real. <laughs> like there was a there was a time where Deshaun Watson looked like he was going to be in the upper echelon of AFC quarterbacks with Patrick, with Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Like there was going to be this like long like this this list of elite talent that was all concentrated in one conference. And then, yeah, as as Patrick, as Bethke, sorry, as alluded to, bottom dropped out. Bottom dropped out. But uh, yeah, Dallas Cardinals Cowboys. in this one. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Cardinals in this one. I, I don't know. They they've shown to be spunky, but again, I have such vitriol for their head coach that I I kind of hope to see another forty to zero uh, shellacking. Uh, from the Cowboys, this time on the Jonathan Gannon-led Cardinals, Ooh. who somehow are getting good play out of Joshua Dobbs, who was who just joined the team. But I think that stops in this game, where he he faces an actual real defense uh, in the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, I think they win this game, forty to fourteen. Pretty sure Josh Dobbs beat us uh, in a game where he was the quarterback for the he did, Steelers, yes. and we had Ben DiNucci playing. Is that one happened? If I remember well, correctly. Well, this is the revenge uh, game. Actually, then. I, think, uh, I feel like y'all won that. Yeah, I don't feel like. Oh, no, it was Garrett the Gil- that was the Garrett Gilbert game. You did play against Josh Dobbs as a starter, but I think y'all won. It was, the, it was Garrett Gilbert that beat him. Not sure. For, for being quite honest, where, um, where and is then, this man been? Oh my ben, God, the, the Giants he, are actually he should be getting, he should be getting his okay. Ass Dobson in the starter for the Titans Week 17 matchup uh, against the Dallas Cowboys in two last year, last year uh, yeah. for the Titans. Yeah, okay. right, fair enough. Twenty of thirty nine for two thirty two, got a touchdown and an interception. Yeah, I think that game started. Tennessee was. Beating us early, and then they just went really bad quickly. Then he was he signed with the Browns, and then was traded to the Cardinals in that time. Turn up. You know what else is also interesting? Uh, for I mean, those who who watch this will uh already know the result of this game. But right now, the New York Giants are trailing the San Francisco 49ers in the third quarter, 20 to 12. And I don't know how they have 12 points on the board. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like two or three pass interferences big in a row that got them down the field. Uh, I had the game on over here, but yeah, it's it's been ugly. Uh, but they're still uh, in it. Yeah, Matt Barreda has a, that's my, a touchdown. And a two- that's my NFC East division predicted winner. So let's go, Giants. I'm telling you, man, this is, this was a team that was ready to regress. Sometimes you have to regress a little bit before you take the next step. So you this say was... that, but the refs are really helping them out here. So who knows? Listen, if I had it my way, this, this game ends. Uh, I don't know if I would want it. And then it's, uh, yeah. I think yeah. all I actually I need out of this game is Daniel Jones to run the ball in the end zone, but they gave it to Matt Breida, so I might be screwed. You might be, uh, because he's he's certainly not getting any yardage through the air. 
Uh, oh, wow. Matt, Brock Purdy doesn't look that great in this game either. Uh, just looking off the stat sheet, but whatever. Anyway, let's continue on. Uh, Patrick, I'm sure you're also in agreement that this is the Cowboys game. And that they're going to win this. Unless something really, really weird and funky happens. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Shot Obviously, outside of Dak, you know. Don't Dak it up. Like again or whatever. Um, I think I think the Cowboys should win pretty comfortably. The line's like twelve and a half, which is pretty wild for an NFL line. Um, you you want to give Super us a score Bowl, prediction? You know. Aspirations. Yeah, I'm trying. Sorry, I was trying to think about that. Uh, I don't actually even see the Cardinals scoring. Um, <laughs> like I, had, I don't know how they're going to find points. Uh, I'll go 17 to six, Cowboys. 17 to six. Wow, you're you're not really. Cardinals are going to cover. Cowboys are just going to. They're not. They're going to score early, maybe once, twice. They're. You're, you're predicting uh, well, them to put up less offenses... points than they did against the Jets, who have an actual real defense. Yeah, it's the NFL, man. Week to week, uh, I don't. I just don't know. I don't. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to sustain putting up that many points every week. There's probably well, going to be some emotional, emotional let, let letdown this. from the Trayvon Diggs injury just two days before. I'm just thinking. Uh, let me let me tell you this, uh, just because I I have a lot of experience with the person who's running that uh, Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, Cowboys are putting up a lot of points. They are they're absolutely putting up a lot of points. There's no teeth in that defense. I think this is uh <laughs> I already said they're putting up 40. Uh, they're gonna put up 40 on, on the Cardinals. Uh but yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and move on. We're all in I, I do say one thing though. I hope that yeah. if Dak is to have a Dak up, I hope he has a Dak up for Buddha Baker so he raises the price. <laughs> I hope right. raise the price. Raise the price, Dakota. Baker 40 chess, 40 chess. You know that you know who's desperate. 40 chess, make him give up something big. 40 I don't chess, even know. Buddy. Oh, guess what? Guess what? Buddha Baker's on IR. He's missing the next couple games. So, uh, oh, damn. Fuck it. All right. Well, they're, good. They're I, hope you guys, in... I hope you guys still fucking trade for him. He sucks. Uh, he's good. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, I, I, there's no way they're trading for, for him because Buddha Baker wants a contract and the Eagles don't believe in paying safeties. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know if they have the like. I'm trying to find out how to get Namdi Awesome Watt 2.0 to happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but he was a cornerback. This is safety, That's, and uh, it can be a fucking. It can be a long snapper. You guys overpay. I'm good with it. I mean, we did extend our long snapper actually, but that's did you that's give him twenty a year? <laughs> no. Should you imagine? That's some madden ass shit to do. <laughs> just like you turn the cap off and just pay everybody, absorb just like an insane amount of money. Uh, but yeah, we're we're done previewing Dallas, Arizona. Let's go on to the Monday night matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Fighting Baker Mayfields of Tampa Bay. This game is gonna stress me out because Todd Bowles, yes, he he did stymie. A 2021 Jalen Hurts, and you think, hey, after I saw what Jalen Hurts did last year, I shouldn't have to worry. Except he looks like 2021 Jalen Hurts to start the season. It's weird that Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles have been stymied by aggressive defensive coordinators in back to back weeks, and now they get another aggressive 
defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, who's going to throw the kitchen sink at this Philadelphia Eagles offense. Now, we saw last week uh, on Thursday Night Football that the best counter to someone who's just throwing weird looks to, looks at you in the past game is just to run it and run it and run it some more because you have probably the best run-blocking offensive line in the league. And you have an explosive weapon in DeAndre Swift. If Jalen Hurts could stop being so timid with running the ball this season, I get why he would be. You know, you want to protect yourself. You want to be available. You just got paid a shit ton of money. You also kind of want to prove yourself to, you know, that you, you're worth all that money. So there is, like, this little probably internal dynamic of, like, should I run hard or should I, like, protect myself? I think that's a, a dilemma that not being talked about enough from Philadelphia media, uh, but I'm should sure he stay it will be or should he go, right? If he yeah, stays, there could be trouble, but if he goes, there could be double. That's a good one. That's a good one. You should, uh, you should give, you should give him a soundbite or some type of something. That's for your coach. That's what your coach wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good anyway uh but yeah so i don't know is, i just felt um, like it kind of clashed with what we were talking about hello there we go but yeah in this game like i i don't see how a baker mayfield led team beats this philadelphia no. team i know there's injuries uh that they have to contend with i just don't think he's good like he's good enough in spurts, and I just don't think he can put it together a full game um, against this Eagles team. They don't think anything happened in Nobody believed but in him when he was said, a four-star I recruit s- in high school. Four-star recruit. Uh, wait, you said, th- wait, he was a three-star, wasn't he? I thought he was a four. I might be wrong. No, he has to be a three-star. Yeah, Playfield was like a three-star at Tech, and then he moved on, and yeah, he was a big time transfer, right? He he quote unquote no, he walk on, on OU. He claims he claims he walked on, and that Bob Stoops didn't know he was going to be there. It's I don't believe a second of it, but oh yeah, well whatever. It's uh, that's all behind in the past. What's here now is that it's he is two and zero with a possibility to be three and zero. Against the defending well, NFC champions. Yes. Yeah, but he was a three-star. He's a, it, it's going to take a lot for this Tampa Bay team to honestly put a, put a winning performance together. You need to be able to take advantage of the slot being, you know, being in disarray in the, in the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Uh, you're going to have to take, take advantage of the linebacking core that's really thin right now. Not very good to begin with. But you look at the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, they have an absolute monster pass rush in terms of getting QB pressures. Which, you know, not as sexy as, as sacks, but they're up there. Fucking Baker Mayfield does not handle pressure well. Not a lot of quarterbacks do. The elite of the elite do. And uh, he's not there. So that is one of the keys to victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Can they get the pass rush going? And then on offense, listen, if the pass game ain't working, I don't think they're going to stop you in the run game. Uh, but this might be the game that Jalen Hurts finally gets it all together. So that's what I'm hoping to see. 
if it's a three and O start for the Eagles and they continue to look shaky, I might have to put them on fraud watch later on in the year when we have our uh, mid season review of our teams. So that said, I think they win 24 to 17. Beth Gee, I'm going to write you down as putting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as your winner. I am supporting our fellow Texas Ranger, Baker Mayfield, in his quest for 3-0. That one puts me in a tough spot. (laughs) All right. What are are you thinking here? Give it to us, Pat. You know, he got a scholarship offer from a little school up in Denton. Um, Well, he made the wrong choice. That's actually... That is a tough one. Um, I think both teams are like good, but not great. Um, Man, the Eagles will probably win it. I'm not confident at all. Let's go 21-18. Ugly Monday Night Football game score. Uh, But Monday Night Football has been... Yeah, I'm calling Monday Night Massacre. 70 nothing Baker Mayfield. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No way. No chance in hell. Anyway. No, but if I predict that, though, that would be... I would be worried, yeah. actually. If I get that right, I would be a little worried. <clears throat> You should uh, be upset that you didn't put money on it because you could probably get some really good odds if anyone will take that. If any if any system would let you put that bet in. Yeah. And then if I was right, I would immediately have the entire mafia after me. <laughs> no, <laughs> what did you know? <laughs> one there's one of our good for the listeners pod. is a mafia guy. <laughs> and he's just all right, gotta take a trip up to DFW and see if I can find this guy. Never find me. You never find me, Kappa. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, yeah, that's I'm sure all we're really I have. well protected through the way we record all this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know where you can find me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That concludes everything that I have for the NFL segment, y'all. Uh, I guess it's time. This is the end of the NFL segment, but it's time for me pass the rock. Or am I actually passing the rock? Yeah, dude. You pass, pass it back. Do I got to pass it back? All right. Well, you don't have to do anything. I do my football. You can do whatever you want. Now I can play some of these. All right. And they're just constantly getting destroyed by penetration. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who am I going to? Who's up next? Patrick? That concludes part one of this week's Pass the Rock. Don't forget to join us in part two. We'll cover some baseball, a little bit of college football, and a lot of basketball. Bye. This is past the But we see it for what the fuck it is. Y'all see this shit? Share, share, fucking share. Share, share, fucking share. Adjourn your asses. Well, bye.